This is the Visionary Founders Podcast, helping founders to activate their biggest visions, create extraordinary lives and businesses, and to make a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to lay the foundations and growth to create a legacy. In this show, you'll learn the practical and profound changes to make in yourself and your business to have the impact you desire, because you are a visionary founder. Hello, and welcome to this episode. And today I want to talk about how that hidden part of you really is your visionary advantage. So what do I mean by that? I mean that often the piece that is most powerful in us, the piece that differentiates us, the piece that makes us our unique version of ourselves in the world, that is uniquely ours, that nobody else can do, that makes you stand out if you're a coach or consultant or makes your business uniquely special, is often the piece that's most powerful for us, is most special to us. And is one of those things that we hold really close to our chest. So there is something about being a visionary leader which encourages you to be vulnerable. And when I say vulnerable, I don't mean vulnerable as in weak. I mean vulnerable as in open and empathetic and not feeling like you have to know all the answers and being willing to sit with things as they evolve and being willing to say you don't know. And all of the things that we were taught in traditional leadership practices were not a good thing. So a lot of the leaders that I work with who've been in business a while have been brought up to believe that they should know, that they should be the expert, that they should have this presence and come across as this authoritative character. And that led really well. It fed very well into the kind of hierarchical control-based leadership that we have known in the past. But nowadays, it's not like that, is it? And if you think about the people that you really connect with in the wider world, people you admire, personalities, influences in the world, you'll see that most of them will lead from a place of human empathy and connection. So they're not trying to be the expert in everything. They actually gain a lot of their followership from showing their vulnerability, actually, from sharing their stories, from sharing the journey that they've been on. And that's certainly been true of me as I've been sharing my story and talking about what's going on in my life. And I do that more and more nowadays. And I do that very consciously. Because I don't think people want the polished version of us anymore. They want the real truth. They want to know when you've had challenges and that life isn't rosy every day. And even if you're an internal optimist like me, that you have your days that are challenging. You have days where the whole thing goes tits up. And you've got to cope with that and you've got to kind of work your way through it. And I really believe in embracing life in all its ups and downs and sufferings and celebrations and (laughs) challenges and glories, right? That that's the human condition. And trying to close off any of that, trying to pretend that our lives are perfect, trying to pretend that we've got it all sussed. I think this especially happens with leaders of big organizations or sizable organizations, if you like, but also people who are starting to put their lives out on social media, becoming influencers, all of that side of things, that we've had this sort of situation for the last few years where you can put a filter on and you can get rid of all your wrinkles and you can exaggerate your experiences if you want to. You know, you can say things on social media that people can't necessarily verify. And 
So there's been this whole piece around a front and being perfect and being aspirational for everybody. And I really feel like that now that's ebbing and stopping. I think we've almost got oversaturated with it. And for me, the people that I'm attracted to are the people that I can see their journey. I'm inspired by what they've gone through. And, you know, I get that feedback a lot when I share my challenges. I share what I've gone through individually. And people will often message me and say, well, I love following your story. I think your story is really inspiring. And I do it for that reason. You know, I don't share my story from an egotistical kind of place. I share it because I want to show what I've been through. I want to show my learning. I want to light the path for somebody else. And I think when you come from that perspective, people know that and it resonates with them on that level. So how does this relate to being a visionary in the world and bringing out this hidden part of yourself? So I think visionaries are people who can embrace the whole of humanity. They can be with it all and they can do it not from a place of ego, but from a place of holding it all. So I've started to talk more recently about unity, about how we come together, about how we listen to each other without judgment, without criticism, how we allow both sides of the debate. And I think this is hugely important right now with all the things that have been dividing our society, whether it's Brexit, if you're in the UK and Europe, whether it's the COVID situation and whether you're vaccinated or not, there seems to be more and more things where you get to be on one side or the other. And that deeply worries me as a human being, that we are pitted against one another, that you have to be on this side or the other. And, you know, that this stuff gets propagated by certain factions of society, certain media outlets, etc. And actually, I think unity is really important and authenticity is really important and being you is really important. And this has been part of my journey in the last few years is to know that the more I've really claimed who I am, the more I've taken the front off, the more I can show up without my makeup on, without my hair done, without knowing the answers is actually when I can really resonate with the broader spectrum of the people that I can reach. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to do in this podcast. So for me, this is a constant unveiling. And I want you to listen to this as a visionary, that this is about your unveiling. This is about coming out fully in your brilliance and embracing all the aspects of yourself. And maybe the aspects of yourself that you think are not so brilliant, that other people will really resonate with and not having to be perfect and not having to know all the answers and being able to share your challenges and allow others to collaborate and co-create with you on that. And so I wanted to give you a couple of examples of this today because I want to prompt you to think about what bits of yourself are you hiding? What bits of yourself are you protecting? You know, like, like you've got this case over it because it's such a beautiful part of you that you cherish and you treasure and that you don't want to get damaged in the world, that you keep it hidden. And if you showed that part of you and people rejected you, it would really hurt you because that's really who you are. And this is a journey to say that I've been on the last few years and I've known what that hidden part of me is. And I've really tried not to bring it in, <laughs> which is kind of crazy, I know. But hey, this is about not being perfect and authenticity and all of those things, as I said. 
So the hidden part of me has been this woo-woo side, if you like. And I've kind of encouraged myself or allowed myself to not stretch into this area because I've worked a lot with corporates. I've worked a lot with huge organizations and I had this nice professional veneer, you know, and I, I didn't want to let that go. I didn't want people to think that I was weird. And I had no evidence to say that if I showed this part of myself, people would think it was weird, but it's my underbelly. It's it's the piece that I hold so dearly to myself that if I was rejected for that, that feels like a big rejection. Okay. So I really believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. The most powerful parts of my experience have been about energy and consciousness and knowing that I control not just my own energy, but my circumstances, that things line up around me when I set my energy and intention in a right way, that I truly believe that we are energetic beings. And when we claim that, the world opens up for us. And I've lived that way for, gosh, 15 years probably. And I know that's a transformational part of my life. And everything else I've done is secondary to the fact that I live as an energetic being. And I'm fascinated by the world of quantum physics and energetics and manifestation and all of those things. And I haven't brought that into my work until recently in a way that I could. One-to-one with people, I'd kind of go, oh, this is what I'm really about. (laughs) But when I was talking to organizations, I was running courses, I was doing all those things. I didn't come out and say, that's me. And I know, as I say, I, I know very clearly that that's where my superpower is. That's where my visionary power is, my visionary advantage, if you like. And I've stepped around it and I've let myself off the hook and I haven't claimed it for myself. And I've known that's the answer for a good couple of years, and yet I've stepped around it. And I'm really letting that piece out now. I'm really giving myself free reign and being honest and open about that, that that's my work in the world, is to really blend the spiritual, the energetic, the personal development with the business strategy and coaching for the best possible outcome for people's lives and for the change that they can make in the world. So I'm curious what your hidden part is. What's the bit of you that you don't really share? What's the bit of you that, as I say, you hold so closely to you? And maybe also that you've assumed that is a weakness, maybe, or something where it will have a negative effect if you share it, you know, and just to really connect to this, maybe journal on it, think about it, let it mull over because it's probably something that you're not going to pick up with kind of straight away. So I'm going to give you another couple of examples that I've come across with my clients recently. So one thing that I hear quite a lot, I think there's two categories of people that I hear this from. One is kind of these kind of A-type female personalities, of which I include myself in this category, who are really very deeply sensitive and intuitive, but at some point in their career have decided that that's not going to get them anywhere. And they have to be this kind of more masculine version of themselves within the working environment. That that sensitive and empathetic person is weaker, will get taken advantage of, will be out of control, that people will think, oh, who's this emotional woman? Why is she bringing feelings, the emotion into the workplace? All of that stuff which I think was true a while ago in forward-thinking companies. I think that's definitely not true now, and it's definitely shifting. 
But when you make a decision to close that sensitivity and intuition down, you're really closing down a huge part of yourself and a piece that's so powerful that you're never going to be the visionary leader. You're never going to be the empathetic leader that you, that you could be. And that's a shame. And, and also what I see in people in this situation is that it ends up in burnout. It ends up with you feeling exhausted because in some sense you're fighting against your true nature. And that's what happens in all these circumstances, that when you don't live that truest, fullest expression of you, you're really fighting against your true nature. And you can only do that for so long. Take it from someone that's done it, been there, more than T-shirts. So another thing that I see is this claiming of the masculine and feminine traits. And I see this in men often, that they lead very much from their masculine, from results, from driving things forward, from strategy, from that kind of brain energy. And again, don't allow those feminine energy traits to come into play. So not feminine as in the female, but those feminine energy traits. So being more in the listening, receptive, intuitive, connected kind of qualities. And we all have these masculine and feminine traits within us, regardless of gender. And it's really interesting to think about where you're playing across that spectrum. So again, for me, I grew up in a very masculine time in business. I worked in organizations that were heavily male. And so I learned this very masculine way of being. And I dressed in a quite a masculine way. And I certainly didn't want to be the weak female in the room, right? So it's taken me a long time to embrace that feminine side of myself, to allow that full reign, to see that really that's where my power is. The masculine energy is also useful for me, but for me personally, in my work, I play much more now into those feminine kind of leadership traits. So one last example I want to give you, which is somebody that I was working with recently, we were looking at her, really her leadership essence, I guess, and what I would call her visionary essence, actually. So what's that flavor? What's that piece of her that really is her unique essence? And how can she bring that to play? And when we started investigating this, and I realized I do this with all the clients I work with, it's one of my big passions, starting to look at, okay, so who are you really? And who were you when you were a child? Like before you learned all this stuff that we learn, who were you as a child? How did you play? What was true for you? All of those things. And again, when we connected into it and we looked at it, what we realized was that she's really an, so entrepreneurial by nature and playful and bold. And in that entrepreneurialism and this boldness and caring. That's really where her signature was. But what she'd learned in business was like, don't deliver something and then fail. That's not okay. So what she did was she kind of de-risked everything. So she took something and she didn't go for the big numbers. She didn't go for the big wins because what if she failed? That wasn't acceptable. But actually what it did was it dimmed down this entrepreneurial spirit, which was really where her brilliance was. And so the coaching that I was doing with her was really to bring out this entrepreneurial spirit, to bring out this brilliance, to give herself permission to play in that realm without the fear of what does that mean? What if I don't hit it? What if I fail? And her success, once she claimed that piece of herself for herself, for her team, for the business, financially, and also in terms of a team perspective, the kind of energy and the passion and the dynamism in that team went through the roof. 
So I hope as I talk about this today, you can really sense and feel into and get curious about what's that piece of me? What's the piece that I do maybe sometimes in my life or maybe in my personal life, but not my professional life? What are the pieces that I allow to play out that I don't play out in my business or in the work that I do or across my organization? And I really want to acknowledge you for being part of this conversation because it takes bravery. It takes courage to really claim those pieces of ourselves, to allow that piece for free reign, to not be the person that has all the answers, to engage people in a conversation, a co-creation, rather than feeling like you have to be the expert, to take risks, even if you don't know where that turns out, to acknowledge that you're the emotional sensitive one, to be the male leader that has feminine leadership traits, to, in my case, be that spiritual woo-woo person and also be the person that's brilliant in business and to know that those two things feed each other. So as I come to the end of this episode, I really want you to reflect for yourself and think about where's that unique essence for yourself as a visionary leader, as a visionary entrepreneur, as a founder, and what are the pieces of yourself that you don't accept? Because anything that we're rejecting in ourselves just means that we've got less of a toolkit to play with. It's brilliant to be driven and push things forward and be dynamic in that way. And as a visionary leader, you don't want that to be your only strategy, your only play, if you like. You want to also be able to be empathetic and intuitive and sensitive and more in that listener mode when you need to. You want to have a broad skill set of tools to play with. And if you're denying certain parts of yourself, if you're hiding certain parts of yourself, particularly if you have something going on that people might reject you, they might not like it, they might think that you're less professional, they might not respect you as much. All of those things are generally, we've kind of enmeshed those things together. If I show my spiritual side, people won't take me seriously as a businesswoman. If I show my spiritual side, I won't have as many clients. These are mine, right? If I show my spiritual side, people will just think I'm woo-woo. People won't get me. And ultimately, you know, I'll be rejected. My business won't grow. All of those stories that we make up. So it's really good to look at those pieces that you have enmeshed together. If I do this, this will happen. And then start to examine it. Is that really true? You know, Is it true that when you claim all the pieces of yourself, you'll be even more successful? So when I say it like that, you could probably feel like actually logically, you know, even if I try and figure that out in my brain, if I play to my strengths, if I play to my intuitive strengths, the bits that I'm really good at, is it not true that I will probably be more successful? It's not a great leap of faith to think that might be true. And I can tell you my experience of working with hundreds of leaders and founders and entrepreneurs through the years, it's always true, right? It's always true that you will be more successful when you claim your uniqueness, your individuality, the pieces that truly make you you, even if that means, and probably especially if it means that you're different to the norm. Because who are the people that we seek out as change makers in the world, as the people who have influence, who are the people who are really doing something in the world that you might follow, that you might listen to their podcast, you might watch their TED Talks. They're the people who dare to be different. 
And for you as a visionary, you are different to the norm. You're way out there playing in a further game in the field, right? And your job is to be different. And so if that's the case, you're the leader of the pack. So if that's the case, then your job is to claim all the pieces of you and to be okay with them and to be comfortable with them and to play from your whole skill set, your whole toolkit. Because when you do that, and only when you do that, actually, is when you'll be wildly successful. So I would love to know how this lands with you. I have this massive curiosity about how this lands, what your hidden pieces are. That's one of the things I get big intuitive hits on when I am really connected to a client, when I'm really feeling into the next pieces for founders and their organization. So do feel free to connect with me. Do feel free to share what's coming up for you. I'm on all the major social media platforms. You'll find me. Just search Lisa Mitchell. You'll find me come and comment. And if you know other people that you think, oh, I'm sure there's something else for this person to get. I'm sure that there's a what's next for this person that is a claiming piece for them. Then do share this podcast. Also subscribe, leave us reviews. This is a movement, as I've said, not a business. This is really part of me giving back and really shining my light in the world so that others can do the same. Quoting the brilliant Marianne Williamson quote. So share this, review it, comment. The more you share this podcast, the more downloads we get, the more reviews we get, the wider this gets promoted by the various platforms. So if you feel passionate about this, if you've really loved it, then do go and share it because that's how we create change in the world. Thank you for listening. And I really, I really wish you so much love and joy in exposing and living from these hidden parts. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Founders Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder and you're ready to up-level yourself and your business, connect with me at lisamitchell.co.uk forward slash connect.